Welcome to one of the hottest podcasts in 2020. Fatherhood, family, business, and God. We're going to talk about it all on this show. If you're ready to take it to the next level, we're ready to push you. If you're ready to take it up a notch, we're here to challenge you. I am your host, Maurice Webb, founder and CEO of 21st Century Fatherhood. Let's go! Proverbs 4 and 23 says, keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where your life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshows and distractions. Watch your step and the road will stretch out before you. Look neither to the right nor the left. Leave evil in the dust. Coming up on this week's show, I have the privilege and opportunity to interview my beautiful wife, Lyasha Webb. It's going to be some great insights, so stay tuned. You may be wondering, how can you support this podcast? Our listenership is growing, and we want to continue to be a blessing to our listenership. So here's a couple of ways you can support us. Number one, share this podcast. Please share it with somebody who you think can be encouraged by the words that they hear. Number two, think about becoming a sponsor. And number three, join our mailing list. Go to 21fatherhood.com and join our mailing list. It is so vitally important because we want to stay connected to you. So please, please, please continue to support us. And we're going to keep dropping you the best content we can each and every week. What COVID really means for us as a couple yet, because we're kind of still in it. But what I do believe is that I know that I'm married to a person that is willing to fight with me through something like this. I think that this is a a moment where I can give you some, you know, some praise because you have been a fighter through your, uh, I ain't always been the, the the guy that you wanted to come home to. Come on. A lot of times. (laughs) But you made a choice and that's the most important thing. And I think God's going to honor that because in making that choice, it's hard. Like I have to make a choice about something I don't really feel good about, but I know it's the right thing. So y'all, I have the privilege of interviewing the one, the only Mrs. Lysha Webb, my wife of 14 years. And the crowd goes wild. All right. <laughs> we'll add some real effects in there. Um, this is going to be a little laid back, y'all, but it's going to be a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I'm going to throw some things out there and you pick one. Okay. COVID-19. Homeschooling. Marriage after 14 years. Mm. Let's let's go with let's go with COVID nineteen. All right. 
So, and I'm going to go this route. You just recently posted on your Instagram some reflective pictures. What down memory lane? <clears throat> you posted some pictures of last year when you was doing a little bit of traveling. And this year. And earlier this year. Yes. And you you was reflecting. Right. How did that, a lot of traveling. How 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 did you how did you feel because you haven't been able to do that this year? Right. Well, I haven't been able to do it in the last six months or so since COVID hit. Um, hashtag not okay. Hashtag not okay at all. <laughs> um, it's a little different. I mean, we've been out of town since COVID nineteen has hit. Like we, you know, took the kids to the beach and things like that. Um, and we even did a little getaway, but at the same time, um, it's, it's a little different. It's a little different. Um, at that time I had just left my job. And so I think I was kind of in the mindset of doing what I haven't necessarily been able to do. You know what I mean? Like having to check in with the supervisor to get approval to go somewhere. And I was just like, you know, make sure I take care of what I needed to take care of for the business and make sure home was good, make sure the kids were straight and I could skedaddle. And it was summertime, so the kids weren't necessarily in school and things like that. So, um, yeah, I haven't been able to really travel like I was. You know, I was I was living my best life and then COVID came and shut it down. Yeah, um, I agree. And it's been difficult because my creativity ran out re really quickly because it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. And like we, we did some stuff this year that we hadn't been doing in previous years. Like we went back to doing our date nights and we kind of ramped it up. I thought that that was a smooth move by the webs. Well, kudos to you because that was something that you started. I didn't even think about that. Um, but that was something you started now, the competitor in me couldn't let you outdo me. So, of course, I came and killed it. All right. So, first thing I want to mention to all my couples out there listening is that date night really does work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's it, it gets kind of breezed over like a cliche. Yes. But it does work. Um, here's what it does. It allows you, if you do it right, and you don't have to spend a lot of money. You can go as elaborate as you want, or you can go, you know, pretty low-key. Um, and we didn't post this on social media. We just kind of right. let it be our little private right. thing. Right. Um, it, it helped us to, I think it helped us to um, get to know each other without all of the extra stuff. Well, it, to me, it took us back to the basics because when we first started dating, um, this was kind of our thing. Right. We would, like I know, for instance, when we were in college, one Valentine's Day, I sent him on a scavenger hunt, um, hint, hint, dropping little, you know. Little gems. Little gems. A scavenger hunt to different places and had some friends waiting with the next clue and things like that. And uh, he didn't know, but I had got a copy of his apartment key. And when he got back home, I had dinner and stuff set up in his apartment. And that was kind of the start of, you know, us cooking for each other and things like that. So it kind of took us back to the beginning um, of when we 
first started dating, I guess. And I kind of think about it like exercise. You know how you, you have that real... You can't nobody tell you nothing about exercise. You going for it. You mm-hmm. on it. And then you drop off a little bit. You may get busy. You may have an injury. Mm-hmm. Something happens. It's right. all, it's, it never fails. It's always like a you kind of going and then you're not going for a second. Right. right. And that's that motivation that I talked about. And then that discipline has to kick in. And I think that's what, you know, in our relationship, we go through constantly. We go through the motivational stage where we are real. The endorphins are rolling. Then it's like, okay, now the discipline got to kick in. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily feel it, but I got to do it. Right. But you got to be careful with that, too, because it can become monotonous or robotic very robotic and very and you can feel that and it can become very boring and you know it becomes at that point a chore and not something that you look forward to so i mean you don't have to do date night every week we have started doing it every week and this was like at the peak of covid though where we couldn't go or pretty much do anything anything we were in the house seven days a week now for our family thankfully um our business the business that that most started um that we operate it is one that didn't it wasn't as it was affected but it wasn't affected as much as other businesses because it operates outside so thankfully we were still considered essential if you will and we were still able to operate um and the good lord looked out for us yeah (laughs) absolute favor so he wasn't home every day all day so it gave us that space to be. Apart. That's a good point. Um, yeah. We still, even during COVID, was apart yeah. for a good while because I was in the middle of a big contract, and so by that being the case, I was gone. But it also was a double-edged sword because you started to need me for yeah, the for the kids for the kids. But my mom was also here, so my mom came um, at the beginning of COVID when they did the stay-home order. Um, we went and we got her and she stayed here for what, three months for, mm-hmm. for all of the, you know, the peak of COVID until they kind of start lifting stuff a little bit and then, she, you know, some other stuff. So she's back here now anyway, but, um, Maurice wasn't home. Mo wasn't home. And so it was just me, the girls and my mom. And for me, um, like he said, I had really started getting into traveling, which is something that I had not really tapped into prior to that um particularly um just venturing to some places by myself i hadn't really done that before and so i had really started getting into that and literally i came back from probably the longest trip i've taken by myself and the next week the kids were out of school (laughs) so i mean yeah the timing could not have been perfect but to go back to the to the point Mo wasn't home. Um, and I know for some couples, you all have been home with each other or were home with each other all day, every day. Working from home, parenting from home, you know, doing everything from home. We, thankfully, were still able to have that space and break from each other. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, at the end of the year, unfortunately, we're going to hear a lot, you know, about divorces. Because... yeah. It has 
exposed a lot of weaknesses that were already there in some couples. Um, but I think also what it's going to do is help some couples become more um, tight. Mm-hmm. And one of one things I, I will say is that I don't know what I what COVID really means for us as a couple yet because we're kind of still in it. But what I do believe is that I know that I'm married to a person that is willing to fight with me through something like this. Um, I've got you know people that are in business who are trying to stay busy because they don't want to go home because. <laughs> They're living with somebody who's stressed out, you know. I mean, I've heard these stories. Like, it's kind of scary right now. Yeah, COVID definitely um, exposes or has exposed, will expose um, some weaknesses. But at the same time, that's not necessarily a bad thing. (laughs) Wait. Um, (laughs) I saw something where... The, the side chicks was 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 even having issues because yeah because they, they can't, can't get to the married guy yeah can't get to them um but i think for some marriages it'll expose some weaknesses that like you said have been there right. um that they may not have known was there or they may not have wanted to deal with and COVID just has forced them to deal with it and either work on it choose to work on it or choose to not work on it and we kind of you know all know how that how that story goes but um it still is exposing things that need to be exposed because you're around each other more often right so there's a there's a couple of different things that are people have mentioned about us and you know one of them is uh which i think is kind of funny is the power couple thing um, I kind of cringe when I hear that because that people have no idea what <laughs> goes on in a relationship. Man, especially um, this one. Don't be saying it like it's all I'm, bad. I, I didn't say that, but, but what I'm saying is people know what we have allowed them to know. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, some of it is by design. Is that I don't want you to know all my personal business. Absolutely. Um, I'm an open book if you ask me. But I'm not, you know, these people on social media try to portray their marriages like they're perfect. And I've just, I've never really gotten caught up in that. Yeah, and, and, and you know, that's that's a, a great quality. And that's something that I appreciate about you. Um, for a lot of people, though being a quote-unquote power couple is understanding where your power is like what makes your cup what makes your your relationship work and i think that for us it's um anytime we've been in very difficult places i think we've learned how to say okay we're gonna fight through it one way or another is like we're gonna fight through it i mean we've been through things where it's like we made a choice and other people decided, you know, it's not worth it. And for me, it's always been worth it. And and that's something that, you know, um, for whoever's listening, I think that this is a, a moment where I can give you some, you know, some praise. Because you've been a fighter through your, uh, I ain't always been the, the the guy that you wanted to come home to. I mean, come on. A lot of Speak times. It. <laughs> but you made a choice and that's the most important thing and i think god's gonna honor that 
because in making that choice, it's hard. Like, I have to make a choice about something I don't really feel good about, but I know it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's, that's to be honored. And I think as a woman of faith, um, God will honor your faith in that in that moment because you you said this is a worse moment, but I want it to be better. Mm-hmm. And the only way for it to get better is for me to choose to go through it. I don't think I don't think anybody gets married with divorce in mind. Like I don't think anybody goes to the altar and says, "Hmm, I think in two point five years, I think we'll I think we'll we'll go to the divorce route." So I mean, it was. For me, it's always that mental that I have. And I also have a very, very great, phenomenal example of what um, fighting looks like. My grandparents have been married almost 65 years. and It's been that long, huh? It's been that long. They've been married. Twice as long as we've been alive. Twice as long as we've been alive. So, if I... If I didn't see a healthy marriage anywhere else, I saw it with my grandparents. And I was with them quite often. Um, And so, for me, I would always ask my grandmother questions. Because, you know, as little girls, most little girls, you know, they dream of their wedding, the white dress, the picket fence. You know, they dream of these things. And so, I would see my grandmother and my grandfather. And I would ask her different questions and things like that. And one of the things she told me, they call me Nikki. So, one of the things she said is, Nikki... If you do not plan on staying gone, do not ever leave your home. Like, don't leave your home unless you plan on never coming back. And so, she told me that, I mean, this was even before I got engaged, before she even knew I was dating, before I even went to college. Like, she would say these, you know, give me these nuggets and and drop these gems. And that has always stuck with me. So, it's you know, for me, we have three kids so it's like listen you know he always says to me what do you say you're making these uh, idle threats (laughs) when I say something to our girls he'll say why are you making idle threats and so for me it's like okay we got some great stuff on parenting coming up so just stay tuned but yeah go ahead (laughs) um so he would say that and so for me it's like you know why make an idle threat of leaving or divorcing um if that's not the real intent because i'm mad or can i say the p word on your podcast? sure okay or pissed off um so yeah that's 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 what's always in the back of my mind like is this is it that bad has it been bad oh absolutely has it been horrid oh absolutely but at the end of the day like I said we have three kids and when I think about things I can't just think about it from a married woman perspective I have to think about it from a married woman with children perspective which is totally different so great stuff Uh, we work together we live together Mm -hmm. we raise our kids together Mm -hmm. we've been together for a long time somebody may ask the question how are you not tired of this person um i am sometimes (laughs) if i'm being honest okay we'll edit that out but go ahead (laughs) <laughs> Don't that I think you do get tired of the person. That's why you have to 
okay. For me, that's why I I began to find things that I enjoyed doing because for a long time I had become so engulfed in being a mommy, being a wife, being a daughter cuz like I said my mom lives down here too. And so when she would need things, it would be me that would, you know, have to tend to them. If the girls need something, they're girls, so it would be mommy. If husband needs something, it would be wife. I'm the strong friend for a number of my friends. So if my friends need something, it's me that they call. Um, my granny needs something. It's me. So let me stop you right there. So what that is, ladies, and some of you who are listening, that's a type A personality. <laughs> <laughs> Not by choice. And, okay. And, and people who are... They people who are users, gravitators, people who are always um, looking for other people who have the strength to go through. They 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 cling to to you. You have like a you have like a Naomi spirit. That's deep. So by having a Naomi spirit, Ruth is always I was looking to say, for if you. If you all don't know what a Naomi spirit is, go read the book of Ruth. So so Ruth is the person who's like, I'm going with you wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. And you just mentioned generationally from your grandparents to your children, people who are looking for hope in you. Mm-hmm. So all of that wrapped up and then here I come. Right. Because I'm the person who needs something else from you. Right. You're I the need, person I that, that should get the most. I mean, biblically, naturally, like you're the person that that should get the most from me. Um, but to tie all that in, you just get tired, period. Because a lot of times with all these titles and these hats that women wear, we tend to lose sense of self. And well, Okay, let me go back to the Naomi spirit. Because yeah. what did she tell Ruth? She told Ruth, on, I don't have anything. Yeah, I don't got nothing. Go but, be with your people. But Ruth said, no, you got everything I need. Yeah. So, Ruth saw so, something in Naomi that Naomi couldn't even see in herself. Because she was only thinking about it from a natural standpoint. Right. Spiritually, she had way more for Ruth than what she thought. Mm-hmm. Because she said, I don't have no husband. Right. I don't got no sons I ain't got no, no more. I no son for you. Right. Because in that time, if you had a husband, that means you were somebody. Right. If you had sons, you were somebody. So she's like, basically, I don't have I don't nothing have no more. Nothing. Mm-hmm. But Ruth is like, no, you got everything I need. And 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 maybe the, maybe in your time of living and being married, you know, part of you and who you are now is discovering what you really have. Yeah. Outside of all of those titles. Right. It's self, and, and I think that is what I was beginning to do. I was going on a journey of self exploration, and it was nice. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. I could. You know, really learn who I am, really learn the things that I enjoy. I didn't have, I would tell Mo, when I would travel by myself, it, it I didn't have to worry about, okay, what would he like to do? Or, you know, staying on schedule or mommy, are we going? It would just be me. I would get up when I wanted to. I would go when I wanted to. I would go as long as I wanted to. And it was a beautiful journey of self-exploration that obviously was cut short by COVID. And and my point is, is that that was the 
that was when it, it, like exercise right when you feeling it it's like everything feels good i can do this over and over and over again and then something happens right covid became the something that happened. something that happened yeah so now how do you find that even though you can't travel um maybe we can maybe we can uh change the room into a Island for no oasis. You, <laughs> you to one. go back to the original <laughs> question. You get tired of, of of just things, people pulling on you, tugging at you. But again, you have to find what makes you happy. You have to find your happy. You have to find your happy. I will say it again. You have to find your happy. If that's being a blogger, being a vlogger, doing a podcast, crafting, uh, sewing, whatever it is, you have to find your happy and you have to carve out time. Demand that time. Okay? Make people respect that time. My family, I mean, they literally don't know how to operate really if I'm gone. But it's gotten to a point now where they're better because I used to get caught, and I still do, I would get calls from my girls about stuff that their dad could help them with or their nanny. I would get calls from my mom about stuff that Mo could help her with or the girls. I would get calls from Mo. So you have to demand that time. And so it got to a point where I would tell them, listen, mommy is leaving for 24 hours. Do not call me unless somebody is headed to the ER. Do not FaceTime me unless someone is headed to the ER. You have to demand that time to find your happy. Now, regenerate, rejuvenate. That's going to be conditional for everybody's situation. It's going to be a little different. Because, they don't have to go away. Right. Because everybody's kids ain't at that level. But Right. But if they're, if they're, and I know not everyone listening to this podcast is married. There are some single moms on here. Get you a community. I'm married and I still have some girlfriends that I can call on and say, listen, sis, I need to drop the kids off for a night. Is that okay? You have to find a community. You, uh, I know a lot of moms sometimes get into this, um, this, this superwoman, you know, mental. Been there, done that. And it will weaken the strongest woman. You have to find a community. You have to find people that will help you because you do get weak and you do need a break. So even if you're a single mom, that's cool. But you got to find a community. You have to find someone that you trust, that you can call on and say, look, I need a break. Can I drop baby girl or baby boy off for a night just so I can rejuvenate? I can lay here in silence. It, you, you just got to find a community. Single or, or not, community is necessary. All right. So what would you add as your takeaway um, in this COVID season for... People who are stressed, they're they're going through it. They're on the on the verge of, you know, we're in suicide prevention month. September is suicide prevention month. Somebody may be listening who may want to take their life. It could be that deep. You know, we talked about um, mental health, mm-hmm. how to keep yourself in a good place, even as you go through stressful things. You know, people right now, their income is slashed. Right. They don't have the um the income that they used to have what would you say to that uh, person who is not in a good place sis 
<laughs> bro, I can relate because I literally, if I'm having a transparent moment here with you all, I literally had a breakdown today myself. Um, because life is heavy. Life can be heavy. And I am married. I have a mom who is here to help. I have a community. But life still can weigh on you. Um, and so I had to break down myself. So we're not always strong. The one thing that I would say, if I, could, if I had one thing to say, it would be to embrace how you feel. Allow yourself to feel it. Don't try to, you know, be the strong person. I am just now at my age allowing myself to cry um, because I'm not a big crier. I try to hold it all in and, you know, suck it up and, and keep moving. But you have to allow yourself to feel it. If it takes you 24 hours, take that 24 hours, cry, punch walls, punch air, boo-hoo, sigh. But after that 24-hour period, that's it. That's it. 24 hours. Do whatever you have to do. Feel it. Feel the pain. Feel the emotions of it. But after that 24 hours, you have to go into solution mode. You have to jump right into solution mode. All right, and I had 24 hours. I done, I done cried about it. I done, you know, pressed through my emotions. Now it's time for me to figure out what I need to do to make whatever the situation is better. You can't dwell on the pain or the emotions of it. You have to, you got to jump into solution mode. Very good. Hey, look, um, this has been awesome. But we've got to stop it here. All right. And maybe we'll come back for a part two and talk about some other things. Let us know if you want a part two. Uh, listen, like it, subscribe to it, uh, leave a comment. Let me know what you think about this podcast. Absolutely. I think it's uh, awesome that we are in this place where we're 14 years in. We've been around each other for 17 years now. And I'm looking forward to another Round of 14. All right. Well, come on, 14. <laughs> <laughs> um, to those who are listening out there who may be going through something right now that you feel is like a wall, a mountain, just remember that there's nothing too hard for God. And your faith is being tested right now. But your faith being tested is a great thing. Because when you come out of this, you're going to be stronger. You're going to be wiser. You're going to make better decisions that you did not make before. So trust God. Know that he is with you. And we're going to get through this together, y'all. Amen. All right. You've just tuned in to one of the hottest podcasts of 2020, Power Moves.